I'm Danita, and I'm here to question the other side of life with you, to show how exploring the shadow can be painful, but also sexy. We ask our listeners to unravel parts of themselves they try to hide, and this can be scary, and also bring moments of revelation and elation. In the next 15 to 20 minutes, we are going to question and move through fear and some avant-garde ideas that might make you feel rage, grief, sadness, and also joy. I'm going to share insights and personal experiences about how I've been embracing the dark so I can live in my light. Welcome to the other side. Hey, Jen. Hey, Danita. All right, let's hit it. Let's hit it hard. Get right into it. Self-sabotaging behaviors connected to neediness. Ah, like stage five clinger stuff over here. Yikes, get off of me. (laughs) (laughs) There are times in my life that I have definitely been tenacious. I just couldn't hear them say no. And at that time in my life, my need for love was like, highly triggered. So I would basically take love in any form that I could get, like little scraps that this guy was throwing at me. I'm like, sure, that sounds great. You know, and it would be like a one night at 2 a.m. giving me a phone call. And I'd be like, perfect, I'm ready to go. (laughs) Like, let's go for a drink. Like, what? That is what I'm talking about right now is stuff like that and how it shows up. This idea that a core wound of neglect, how it shows up in our relationships. And a big one is, is this over-dependence on someone else. You are just always looking for someone for like validation, emotional support. You rely on them to fulfill your needs Mm -hmm. and you feel anxious and abandoned when your partner's like, hey man, give me some space. That one is tough. That one was tough for me. I actually, it was a big core wound that I had to move through. And actually I've moved with it. I can't say that I've let it go, but I've moved with it and that I can recognize it happening. Even things like in my relationship with Kurt, I remember when we first started dating, I had a surgery done. And so then I was at home recovering, laying in bed and he wanted to go to a Halloween party. And I'm like, no, don't go. What am I going to do? You're going to rest and recover and take care of yourself. Totally. That is a part of it, right? Is like when you see signs of this stuff happening, what is going on with the other person? What's going on with you? Like when you see it happening in yourself, okay, what's going on with me? I have to figure this out. Then when you see it happening in your partner or in someone else, you're like, okay, what's actually happening here? Let's chat about that. Let's dive into it a little bit. It's interesting that you were able to work through that, Danita. That's good or notice it in yourself. And when we were talking about this, it wasn't resonating with me personally, but I've definitely been with partners who have been like this. And I just, I was always just, I always felt it was just so much. So it's like, if I didn't respond immediately to a text, I would get one back. Like, you're making me sad, or why are you available? And these kind of questions. And it was, I felt the more that they came at me, unfortunately, the more I pushed them away. That is awful because they were trying to clearly fulfill a need. And I was not helping them out at all. In fact, I was like, see you never. (laughs) See you never again. You just kind of hit the nail on the head. Yeah, hammer it. Constant reassurance seeking, like asking these questions. Do you still love me? Am I important to you? Why aren't you answering my text messages? All this kind of stuff. When you feel the need to do that, take a moment 
pause and say, how come I have to do this in this moment? Is it because the person is actually demonstrating signs that they might not be feeling that way? Or is it something within you that's projecting that out into the world? There's two different scenarios that are happening there. And it's, it's something to look at in connection to the core wound of neglect. Another big one that comes up is that it's in the same breath, is that you have this fear of being forgotten or abandoned. Then you're the stage five clinger. You become like really possessive of them and you're constantly checking on your partner's whereabouts. Like how many people out there have find my phone, but then it's like you can connect it to someone else so then they can always see where you are. And okay. That seems unhealthy, but that's just my opinion. Well, more it, it depends. To me, it depends. Why are you doing it? Are you doing it because you are watching where they go and you don't believe them? Are you doing it because you are afraid of being forgotten? or abandoned. And so you're like really possessive of them and they're like, and you want to know where they are and who they're with at all times. Are you doing it because you feel insecure or are you doing it because it's your child and you want to make sure that they're safe? Well, that's understandable. Which one is it? You know, and it's, it, why, why are you doing it? And that's a big one. And, and when you can answer yourself, honestly, if it truly is, it's like, I don't trust my partner or I need to know where they are all, all times. When you're just answering yourself honestly to these questions, then you're just starting to create awareness, an awareness of what your beliefs are, what your feelings are. And that's actually a great first step of just being like, okay, this is how I feel. And in this moment, this is what I need to do to feel reassurance. And hopefully I move through this at some point. That type of behavior is going to have a really significant impact on your relationship and it's going to strain it. Yes, because from my perspective, there was no number of times that I could provide this person reassurance. Like I would do my very best to constantly reassure and constantly support. And they never either believed it or took it to be true or it was never enough. And it became so emotionally exhausting from my side of the partnership. And I felt bad because I could never fulfill this feeling for them of being reassured ever. Even what you're saying, all I can hear right there is that there was no healthy boundaries and that the person had such a hard time maintaining their own independence because they were just looking to be reassured by you, looking for validation from you. And then they were prioritizing your needs above their own. So like that healthy boundaries just wasn't there. And people that have this core wound of neglect, they often put other people's needs ahead of their own. They don't have the healthy boundaries and they're so intertwined and involved in their partner's lives. It makes them feel good. It gives them that reassurance and that validation that they're seeking. But also the fear because they don't want to be abandoned. They don't want to be abandoned. They don't want to be forgotten. And so then they suppress their own individuality because they're fearful that they're going to be neglected or rejected. And this comes from core wounds from early on in, in childhood, Danita? Right now we're talking about, now this can come from different things in life, different experiences that happen, but specifically right now we're talking about the core wound of neglect. So when you were a child, you experienced some sort of situation where you felt neglected. And Mm -hmm. then that situation would probably happened more than once, or it was a huge one-time big trauma that happened that left you feeling neglected. Now that feeling doesn't have to be something that's put into words. It can just be when I say, I am neglected, what happens to your body? What do you feel? When I say I'm neglected, I feel it in the pit of my stomach. It just depends on where you feel that in your body. If you feel it, if you resonate with that, if you connect to it, there might be something there to look into. What's that awareness around the core wound of neglect? 
And once we have the awareness and someone does recognize it, or, you know, even if you realize it in your partner, you could bring it up with them and say, I'm noticing this in you. What are the next steps someone can take once they or their partner has made them aware of this core wound? Well, there's definitely a lot of things that can be done. You can start by journaling, just whenever it happens, start recognizing it, creating the awareness and then acknowledging it. The big one is actually saying, yes, I feel this way. No one wants to admit like I'm a stage five clinger. No, of course not. Especially because of the connotation surrounding it and the way, of course, it's like stage five clinger, it's all negative. It's viewed as a negative experience. The big part is acknowledging it. You can journal about it. You can write about it. You can do meditations on it. You can work with a guide, a coach, me, move through the emotions connected to neglect and then actually move through the core wound of neglect and all the different experiences that have happened in your life where you have felt this strong emotion come up because of previous experiences that have happened to you. And Danita, once you're working through with them to figure this out, what does it look like on the other side? Ooh, great question. I always love the other side. Once you move through neglect and all the different experiences, so what's actually going to happen is you're going to sit down and we're going to kind of name every single time that you have ever felt neglect off the top of your head that you can come up with. And then we're going to put on bilateral music and we're going to just start journeying through the nervous system and find the subconscious and find a situation where you felt really neglected. And then we're going to move through the emotions that come up. So often things that come up are sadness, grief, frustration, resentment, anger. And you're just going to sit through those emotions and really allow the brain to process and feel these emotions and then allow the body to feel and process the emotions so that we can really move through the stagnant feelings that are being held in the body and then move through the impact that this situation has had on the way that you react and the way that you feel in the world and the way that you show up. So what's going to happen on the other side is that you release the feelings that of frustration, resentment, neglect, anger, sadness, grief, and you move through them all. And on the other side, you take them with you. They're always with you. So you move through it and you move on with that. I've had the pleasure of working with you on other core wounds, not specifically neglect. It is extraordinary what you do. And I really don't even have the words to explain how life-changing it is to come out on that other side. And it's just the relief I personally feel And now when events or things happen that I can recognize and relate to the core wound that I have and I can work through those emotions, it's like I'm a new person. That's how I feel after working with you. And I would imagine that regardless of the core wound, this one we're specifically talking about neglect, that people would have the same reaction that I have. Yeah, I think that's a great way to describe it, Jen. Like relief, release, shedding. Like you shed this burden, this layer that's been holding you stuck and stagnant. And that layer is just shed from your body and from your mind and the way that you react and you show up in the world. Now, one thing I like to add to that is that often, you know, we're like, let it go, release. It's not as if the event didn't happen. The event always happened. It's hard to say that you're just going to let it go. But what we can do is move on with it. It's there, it's in us, but we're moving on. We're moving through the grief. We're moving through the sadness. We're moving through the anger, through the resentment, and then moving on to find the relief and joy of the other side of that. And then you can live joyfully with relief, even with the experiences that have happened in your life. You've got it. 
There's a couple of different things too that you can also look for when you're thinking about in your partner, like you're questioning it, like over-accommodating. If someone is always prioritizing their partner's needs above their own, that is a sign. It might not be it, but it is a sign. So you might want to take a look at that. Where's that coming from? How come? When someone doesn't give you a lack of personal space. Oh, wow. That's a big one. When you find it impossible to have your own space because your partner is always in your space, in your zone, and isn't taking time for themselves, what's going on there? Are they placing your needs above their own? Are they uncomfortable and anxious with being on their own? Those are some things to look at. The other one is when someone is scared to express their own needs. I have had this one. I was afraid to share what I wanted out of the relationship. I didn't want to be neglected or rejected or invalidated. You suppress your own feelings and your wants, and you believe that when you assert yourself, you might be rejected or neglected. That's a big one to look for in yourself, but also in your partner. Lots of times you can see it in the other person, like they're struggling to say what they need and what they want in the relationship. And you're like, just tell me, just (laughs) tell me what you want. Spit it out. Now, this might come from a bunch of different reasons. So this doesn't have to be neglect, but it could be. The other one is, is they might not want to share with you. This is just a side note because they actually just don't want to hurt you. There's different things that can be on the other side. It's somewhere to start in creating awareness around it. If your partner has a hard time or if you have a hard time recognizing red flags, this one's big. Affairs, when there is red flags all over the place and you're just overlooking and dismissing these behaviors that are violating your own boundaries or that the other person is dismissing your behavior that's violating their boundaries, it makes them feel uncomfortable or it makes you feel uncomfortable. You end up tolerating a lot of mistreatment and misbehavior because you don't want to feel neglected or invalidated. And you're constantly looking for that reassurance. And even if it's unhealthy reassurance, at least if you're in the relationship with a person. Those are some signs that you might want to just take a look for when it comes to the core wound of neglect. Because they impact our intimacy levels. They impact our relationship. They impact how we communicate with our partner. And they show up in different ways that can be really, really draining on a relationship and stressful and ultimately can either end to like a divorce or else it just ends in a relationship that is exhausting for both of you. It is the core wound of neglect and how it impacts intimacy and relationships. And it is something to just create an awareness around and how you're showing up in your relationship and how it shows up in the relationship. Because often core wounds take on their own identity in a relationship and they're not a true reflection of who you are or who your partner is. And Danita, thank you. I really appreciate you giving us clear markers to understand when these things are showing up, then we're looking at the core wound of neglect. You did a phenomenal job of really laying it out for us so we know what to look for both in ourselves and in our partners. Thank you, Danita. Thank you, Jen. As always, I love the conversation. I love your input. I love your ideas. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. It is my mission to help as many people as possible explore the other side of life, to find awareness in their truth and learn to love where they are at and discover where they can go. So if you found support and guidance in any way today, I would love to hear from you. The best way is to simply share your love by leaving me a comment on whatever platform you are tuning in from. I will be reading every single one of them. Or you can connect with me on YouTube where I share healing sound meditations. And you can always learn more about me, my services, and what it is I do 
at www.gypsyheart.ca. That's www.gypsyheart.ca. I can't wait to connect again soon.